in the badge. But I'm your host, Ronnie. This is our other host, John. Hello. And we have with us, filling in for Camille, because he's camping like a bum. He's out there camping and enjoying, you know, nature or whatever. Uh, we have Mr. JT with us. Yay. Thanks for joining Howdy. us, JT. Howdy. Three finger golf clap. I'm getting it all sorted out. Yeah, thanks. Yeah. Um, JT uh, worked with an agency that we work for, uh, myself and John and Camille. Um, he was a police officer for seven years, has extensive investigations background of financial crimes and all kinds of persons crimes and, and everything else. Don't yeah. sell yourself short. He was a member of my honor guard when I was there and... Uh, we had some good times, a couple trips we took, mm -hmm. and everything else. We had a blast. And one of the best training officers ever. Exactly. Yeah. One of the best. <laughs> so anyway, yeah, I think I trained him. Here's that $5. <laughs> Here's that $5. <laughs> so uh, anyway, so let's get started here. We'll roll right into the uh, to the beer moment. Sure. And let me get those out for us. We have the Blue Trailer Blonde L by the Half Wall Brewing Company. Half Wall Brewery. And where are they out of? <coughs> New They're Smyrna. actually in New Smyrna, but they also have a uh, they have a restaurant in Bullhead. They, have they do. Yep. And there's a restaurant out at the brewery too. There's also some nice animals. There you go. Put me on the spot here. And this is a blind ale. Yeah. Nice color. Nice golden color. I like it. Well, he complains about the smell last night. No, that was on the last. One. <sighs> what happened there? Citrusy, but not sharp. Not not a, a strong citrusy. It's actually very smooth. Yeah, it's got a little hop. Yeah. Very smooth, a little, little hop. Like, yeah, not, not real hop. flat. Real flat on the hop. It doesn't like yeah. bite you. No, it doesn't bite you. I like that. I think I'm going to give it a seven and a half. All right. Go ahead. What do you think? Out of ten. I could see myself drinking a couple of these. So, yeah, I'll go seven and a half, too. I think it's about right for me. All right, I'm going to go a seven, so that's not bad for uh, Blue Trailer Blonde Ale from the Half Wall Brewery. The, the trailer park, this is the trailer park beer. I don't know if you can see the trailer in the background, but anyway. If he's wearing a gas mask. Yeah, so. Which we hope is not appropriate for tonight, where who knows what's going to happen in Wisconsin. You mean those 15 people standing outside the courthouse? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Um, so... These, the beer moment is brought to you by Kenny's Grocery. All right. Kenny's Grocery is a nice little hole-in-the-wall grocery store. It's basically a convenience store located at 1792 and French Avenue in Orange City. They have about 500 different mm -hmm. beers, yep. and they're amazing. Um, and if you ever go in there, do us a favor. Just stop by and say that you heard about it on Surviving the Batch. Please and do. And our other sponsor is CNR Constructors, general contractor out of Central Florida, specializing in home remodels, commercial remodels, and rebuilds. They have a services division to take care of any needs that you may have in the um, area of construction. And we appreciate them being one of our sponsors. Thank you very much. Right, we're going to talk about the case that the entire country is currently talking about. And that'll be the Kyle Rittenhouse case. As you guys know, Kyle Rittenhouse was found not guilty of all charges today. Um, and that was because he employed the self-defense defense 
and that was accepted by the jury. So we're going to kind of talk about what is self-defense and how does it work. Um, first thing I'm going to do, though, is I'm going to give a real brief rundown of the timeline, just some of the key points that happened. Um, on August 23rd, 2020, Jacob Blake was shot by the Kenosha police. Jacob Blake was a black man who um, had a warrant out for his arrest for, I believe it was domestic violence, and it might also sexual assault against his girlfriend. Um, he ended up, they tried to arrest him. He tried to escape, um, ran in, got into his, uh, the cab of his car, picked up a knife, ended up being shot by the police, um, ended up being paralyzed. Um, but based on the climate that was going on in our country, Unfortunately, um, the media immediately made it seem like uh, the police shot an unarmed black man, and that ended up causing a lot of unrest in Kenosha. Um, so the Kenosha riots really began on 824, August 24th, 2020. Um, 825, more riots were occurring, um, but Kyle Rittenhouse, after the... Uh, after the first night of riots, he had gone down to, well, I don't want to say he went down because the speculation was that Kyle Rittenhouse traveled from Antioch, Michigan to Kenosha, mm -hmm. Wisconsin, and he brought an AR-15 with him to do that. Okay, and he had, based on a lot of the early media reports, he had no connections to Kenosha. Okay. Turns out, Kyle Rittenhouse's father lives in Kenosha. His sister lives in Kenosha. His grandmother lives in Kenosha. Mm -hmm. I believe he has an aunt in Kenosha. Um, he had a job in Kenosha. Um, he also, the gun was a gun that Kyle provided the money for. He purchased it. He did not make the physical purchase. He had given his sister's boyfriend money, who was legal, said, I want to buy this rifle, but... I'm not old enough to possess it, based on his understanding of the law. So he said, you buy it, when I'm 18, give it to me. And that was the deal. Um, so anyway, 8.25 during the day, Kyle goes down, downtown Kenosha. Um, he's helping clean up graffiti. He's, he's trying to help clean up the city after the previous night's riots. Um, he ends up talking to... Uh, uh, a car shop owner um, who had, like, I believe he had three, uh, three different car shops in Kenosha. Um, and somehow Kyle understood that they wanted, he was asked to help protect this property. Kyle went down there. He did bring a, a rifle, the AR-15. Um, he went and got slings that day. I'm showing um, him a picture of Rittenhouse now, just okay. in case they don't know what he looks like. Um <laughs> but he also brought first aid supplies, and he had some first aid training. He was telling people he was, a, he was an EMT. He wasn't an EMT, but he did have some first aid training. On your screen now is the AR-15 that John just mentioned with the attorney holding it, the uh, prosecuting attorney holding it. Okay, and now I'm, I'm just going to, that's the night that the shootings occurred. We'll get back to the shootings in a minute. I just want to go forward just so we can finish the timeline real quick. Yep. Um, 8.26, the next day, Kyle Rittenhouse turns himself into the Antioch, Michigan police. Mm -hmm. After the shootings, when he was in Kenosha, he attempted to turn himself into the police, and then he said, get back or you're going to get sprayed. Correct. So he said, I 
got to do something. So, well, from the videos, he's walking right up right, to him. Right. So he got the gun slung. Hands up and said, like I this. just shot someone. And he just walks around and they're screaming, he just shot someone. He just shot someone. He shot that man. And they said. And he walks right by the cops. Yeah. <laughs> when they go into custody. So he went to where his mother lived in Antioch, Michigan, turned himself in there. And on August 27th, uh, Kyle Rittenhouse was charged with homicide and attempted homicide. Um so you're talking about a two-day period. Basically, right. probably like 36 hours transpired from the incident, and the prosecutor's office charges Kyle Rittenhouse. Okay, so let's get to the night of the incident. Mm -hmm. um, now, based on Kyle's testimony and also a lot of prosecution testimony, um, Kyle was down there, and he, he and several other people were down there, trying to protect the property, basically the city, from rioters. Kenosha had been devastated. Okay, now, I was asked earlier, you know, why, weren't the, why wouldn't the cops do anything? Because the cops were told not to do anything. Well, and I watched video today, and I watched video that from that night, and the cops were doing something at the beginning. Yes. I mean, they had the riot shields, they had freaking tanks out, you know, that the big armored truck yeah. and all that. And they were doing something in the beginning. They were pushing right. them down the street. But yeah. then they were Getting told the hell out of there. They were told Right. Let them have this area. Yeah. Respond okay. only to so safety issues. We've right. gotten into an era of what I like to call political policing. Where you have mayors and governors and people who aren't police officers who are making political decisions on how police officers should respond. Mm -hmm. Now, I understand that there are times where you have to take some political ramification, you know, take that into consideration. However, if they had quelled these mostly peaceful protests early when they weren't peaceful, you wouldn't have had to have Kyle Rittenhouse down in Kenosha. Okay, so there's a lot of people, should Kyle have been there? A 17-year-old kid wearing a rifle in the middle of a potential riot situation. What do you think? Should he have been there? Uh, no. Yeah, I can tell you I wouldn't, I wouldn't be okay with my kid going down there. I and wouldn't so, either. Yeah, Hell no. That, I, okay. that, that part I have yet to fully wrap my head around, but the facts are he was there. All right. Was he breaking the law by being there? Well, it, it depends on if you're referring to like curfew or things, but then okay. again, so was everybody else. Right. And and you could also argue that there really was no law in Kenosha. Well, the, the curfew was not actually legally enforced, and so the curfew was that charge. He was really charged with violating the curfew, mm -hmm. the only one. Um, but yeah, that, according, that, according to the chief, when they asked him that on the interview today, he said <laughs> he, he kind of he, he came back with a pretty quick comeback. He goes. We didn't arrest anyone that was violating curfew if they were non-violent protesters. So meaning no one got arrested for curfew right. violation. So but was he breaking the law? Yes. There was a curfew enacted. But so was 500 other ones or however many were there. Yes. Absolutely. Yes. So, okay, he was there, but so was everyone else was there. Mm -hmm. Okay, in Wisconsin, you're allowed to carry... A rifle, open carry a rifle in public. Yes. Yep. So Absolutely. carrying, so carrying the rifle, and it was determined that 
Wisconsin's laws were a little vague, and at first he was charged with carrying a dangerous weapon because they said it was a short-barreled rifle. But right before um, they gave the jury instructions, um, Kyle's defense attorney said um, they didn't present any evidence indicating this was a short-barreled rifle. Um, do we have any proof that it is? And the judge said, why don't we measure it? And the prosecution said, uh, we don't have to do that. Uh, we're willing to drop that case, that charge. Mm -hmm. Okay, so now he is lawfully, as lawful as everyone else is there, in Kenosha. He's carrying a rifle, which is lawful mm -hmm. at this point. And he is putting out fires, giving first aid to people who need it. Cleaning graffiti. Cleaning graffiti. He did that earlier. Yep. Okay. And then, at some point... He gets separated from the people he was with because they were trying to patrol, not patrol, but they were trying to, if they were moving through the city, they were trying to move as partners, you know, buddies and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. um, he ends up coming in contact with a Joseph Rosenbaum. Um, Joseph Rosenbaum is, and, and his history does not matter necessarily, but it is fine to mention that he did spend 10 years in prison for... Um, child molestation. Um, he was just released from the hospital because he was in there for what he, we here in Florida would call a Baker Act, um, but basically I believe it was a suicide attempt or he was threatening suicide. So it was a, it was a mental health evaluation. He had been released from the hospital that day. Um, and Rosenbaum had previously made statements to Kyle, if I get you alone, I'm going to kill you, you know, and Rittenhouse was seen knocking over a porta potty, helped drag a um, dumpster, a trailer. Well, he lit a dumpster on fire. Mm -hmm. Then he drove, a, dragged a trailer into the middle of the road so the Bearcats couldn't get through. And then he lit the Bearcat or the trailer on fire. You said Rittenhouse. You mean Rosen, yeah, Rosenbaum? Rosenbaum. Yeah, Rosenbaum. Yeah, okay. Rosenbaum or whatever. Yeah. So anyway, Rosenbaum sees Kyle, gets mad at him for whatever reason, and all that stuff. And then he begins to pursue Kyle Rittenhouse. Okay, now keep in mind, we're in the middle of a mostly peaceful protest area. Okay, tensions are high. Someone comes chasing you, running after you. You know, you may feel, you know, it's fight or flight. Mm -hmm. Okay, and realistically, Kyle chose flight. Yep. He ran away. Okay, so Joseph Rosenbaum, who was holding a bag of unknown substance at that time, um, Kyle certainly didn't know what it was, okay, but he throws it at Kyle. I don't think it hit Kyle, but I think it landed near him, but now you're being pursued. Yeah, it was a plastic bag right. with some of his clothing and crap. Right, but mm -hmm. you're being pursued. Now he's throwing stuff at you. He's catching up to you, and Kyle has to turn and all that stuff and I guess it was right as the bag was thrown um, Kyle turns around and now Joseph Rosenbaum goes to grab the, the rifle well right before that though when they're all coming after him somebody reaches up and takes yes. a handgun and goes pow right. pops one off yep. so now everybody's freaking out right yes so Rosenbaum decides to attempt to grab the uh, grab the rifle mm -hmm. at which point I like to call this, he then committed suicide by Kyle. 
Right. Okay, because he was being evaluated for suicide, and now he decided to go grab the rifle. And at one point before all that, didn't he scream, shoot me? And yeah. And then, then use the N-word multiple times. Yes. Which he's white. Yes. So... Yeah, I don't get that, but so, whatever. Um, Kyle shoots him four times, and I believe it was less than a second. Okay. Well, the, the prosecution was a little upset about that, saying, you know, each shot he was thinking about, I'm going to kill you, I'm going to kill you, I'm going to kill you. And they were like, pop, 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 pop. Right. right. Okay. So after that happens, he gets, now he's, he's actually trying to get away and go turn himself into the police, and he starts getting pursued by. Well, he, first he calls his friend. Right. Says, I just shot somebody. You can see him on yeah. the cell phone. Right. So then, <laughs> so then he goes, or he, he's now trying to get away from the situation. And now he's starting to be chased by another crowd. Um, one of the people in that crowd is a subject named Anthony Huber. Okay, Anthony Huber starts chasing him along with some other people. One guy hits him in the head with a rock and knocks his hat off. Um, like, smacks him in the head with a rock. And the prosecutor said, oh, he knocked your hat off. Like, I just got hit in the head with a rock. Right. Like... And Kyle's still running. Again, fight or flight, he's choosing flight. Yep. Okay. Yep. Anthony Huber tries to hit him with the skateboard, and he blocks it, but he still hits him with the skateboard, but he doesn't hit him in the neck where he was aiming or the head where he was aiming. And I'm showing them now the flying freaking dropkick. Well, that, that comes later because, you know, very soon, but... So, he ends up going down... And Huber then tries to hit him with a skateboard while he's on the ground. Mm-hmm. And Kyle shoots him. Now Anthony Huber is dead. Mm-hmm. Um, Jump Kick Man is the image I believe you have on the screen right now. Yeah. Um, Kyle also got charged with threatening him because he pointed the weapon at him. But as you can see, someone is coming at you full force with a size 12 boot right. to your face. That and could... was, is he the same guy that was armed also? No, no, that, that's okay. the last guy. All right. The last guy is Gage Grosskreutz. <clears throat> okay. He identifies himself as, apparently he was trained as a paramedic, but he's not a, he's not a paramedic. So he made a big thing about Kyle not being an EMT and telling everyone he was, but he says he's a paramedic. He mm-hmm. may have gone to school, but unless you're certified... State certified, carrying the certification, you're no longer a paramedic. Right. I'm no longer a police officer. He's no longer a police officer. You're no longer a police officer. We don't. We can't say we are. Right. Okay. He can't say he's a paramedic if he's not. Well, he ends up, he's, Kyle's on the ground on his back, engaged, Gage Grosskreutz, apparently has his hands up, but he's got a weapon in his hand. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, and, this is after he already shot Huber. Yes. Okay. Shot him once in the chest. Boom. But then... And Huber went down. He walked over a couple steps, and he went down. Then, within a matter of seconds, uh, Grosskreutz has his arms up like this, and then all of a sudden, his hand comes down like this, points the gun at Kyle, and starts charging him. Kyle then shoots him and takes off his bicep. Yep. Okay. Then Kyle went to turn himself in, and again we get back to um, the police in Kenosha wouldn't accept to wouldn't take him. He went to um, 
Antioch turned himself in where he was charged with a homicide. A um, couple of questions. Well, so he was found not guilty today. Correct. Okay. Yay! <laughs> Based on self-defense. Oh, but our wonderful president said he is a white supremacist. Because he shot three white people. Yeah, when all this happened, mm-hmm. he said white supremacist. Yep. So, now let's... One of the things is people don't understand exactly what the law says. So I did happen to write down the Wisconsin self-defense law. You almost said it right. Wisconsin. 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 Okay, and I'm not going to... I only did the first paragraph because that's the only thing that matters. Um, And it's Wisconsin State Statute 939.48. Section 1. A person is privileged to threaten or intentionally use force against another for the purpose of preventing or terminating what the person reasonably believes to be an unlawful interference with his or her person by such other person. The actor may intentionally use only such force or threat thereof as the actor reasonably believes is necessary to prevent or terminate the interference. The actor may not intentionally use force which is intended or likely to cause death or great bodily harm unless the actor reasonably believes that such force is necessary to prevent imminent death or great bodily harm to himself or herself. Okay, so... We can eliminate the first part because we went right to death or went to deadly force. Okay. So, Jacob Rosenbaum or Joseph Rosenbaum was Kyle Rittenhouse legitimately in fear of death or great bodily harm based on what was going on at that point? You could, well, then he successfully argued yes. On all cases, yes. Well, we're going to go one by one so we can talk a little bit about each. Um, So, what was the, Ronnie, what was the threat that you, that he perceived? He grabbed his gun. If he got his gun, he was going to then kill him with his own gun. Right. Sounds pretty straightforward to me. hmm You know, apparently there's a lot of people in the media who don't believe that. Um, Plus, he had just heard a firearm fire, so he doesn't know if this guy's armed or not. Right. And he grabs his gun, so I would have been in fear for my life, and when he grabbed for my gun, I'd have let him have it. Boom, 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 until he fell down and wasn't a threat anymore. Now, when, when we were going over use of force and all that stuff in the academy and, and, you know, still our use of force matrix, some of the things that you have to take consideration are what we call subject factors and officer factors. Mm-hmm. Correct? Right. You know, these subject factors and officer factors, although he's not an officer, these all played a huge part into what <coughs> Kyle's thinking he's, about. Okay, he's dealing with the number of, you know, and I'm, I know Kyle's not a police officer, I'm not saying that, but I'm going to put him in the officer position and Rosenbaum in the subject position. Okay, so Kyle's thinking, how many other people can attack me if he attacks me? Yeah. You know, so this is something he, he's worried about. Mm-hmm. He may not have been trained on the, you know, use of force matrix, but these are all things that we think about. Are other weapons readily available? From the videos that were shown, there are people all over the place carrying weapons, including Gage Grosskreutz. Right. Who was carrying a handgun, but his permit has expired. But he hasn't been charged with a crime. Wasn't he also a convicted felon? Uh, he was... 
could be wrong on that, but I believe that was part of it. I don't believe he's a convicted felon. Um, Anthony Huber has a history of domestic violence. Ah, okay. Um, I, nice Gage job. Cruz does have a criminal history. I don't have exactly what it is, so I don't want to say yes sure. when I'm not sure. Sure. Um, so, based on the number of possible attackers Kyle's facing, the possible availability of weapons. Okay. How many people were with Kyle at that moment? He's by himself. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. So, so we think that Joseph Rosenboom, Rosenbaum, definite case of self-defense. Mm-hmm. Correct? Oh, yeah. The jury correct on that one? Yep. Absolutely. I agree. Ronnie? Yeah, I already said so. Okay. Yep. I just want to make sure. Yep. Okay, so now Anthony Huber, skateboard. Okay, they're trying to argue that a skateboard couldn't be considered a deadly weapon. Well, come over here and lay down and let me bash you in the skull with a skateboard until your brains are laying on the ground. And then we'll find out if it's a deadly weapon. Well, and ironically, two days ago, apparently someone was killed in L.A. by being hit in the head with a skateboard. If you can, you can go on YouTube and see some good uh, uh, kids skateboarding on top of cars, and then the the drivers get mad, and the kid starts bashing the car with the skateboard. Yeah, bust yeah, glass and yeah, everything else. Do some damage. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, bust the windshield out and all sorts of stuff. But so, yeah, this guy had it coming. Okay, yeah. and again, if your concern is, well, that wouldn't have killed him. Well, the standard is not only death. Okay, it is also great bodily injury. Okay, if you get hit in the head with a skate with a skateboard, get knocked to the ground and bang your head on the ground, and now you've got a serious concussion or maybe a skull fracture, mm-hmm. um, you know, CTE, a very big thing. And, and it's and it's also anytime you're bringing a firearm into a, a fight, you have to be aware of what you're dealing with. If you become incapacitated, your firearm's up for grabs. Correct. That's one of the main things they teach you even in the academy. Mm-hmm. And the last one is Gage Gertrude's, which we already discussed. He's already uh, pointed a handgun at Kyle, and at that point is when he decided to fire. And he got his bicep blasted off. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, oh, well. Wham. Obliterated or disintegrated, yeah. whenever he said it on the stand. Yeah. yeah. Call a ambulance. Yes. Yep. Yeah. Oh, well. Yeah. Well, here's my problem with the whole case. This is what I wanted to get into. Was mm-hmm. there's no way in hell... That my one of my kids would have been allowed. I'm not. I mean, he's an adult. Where he can do whatever no, he, he wants. No, he was 17 at the time, though. There's no way in hell one of my kids are going to be allowed to take a weapon out of the house. Mm-hmm. Number one, unless they're going to the firing range or hunting. Right. Number two, to go freaking however many miles away and engage in this bullshit. It's not your fight. Stay the hell out of it. If it's your hometown, it's our business, or it's your friend's business, a family well, but that business. Is, it it, it was his hometown. Then take your ass down there, okay, and see what you can do. Yeah. But you're 17 years old. You're not leaving my house with a freaking AR-15 and going down there and acting like Johnny Badass. Because that's what he did. He went down there and he said, I'll fix, I'll show 17 these. 17 years old. These mofos, I, I got me an AR-15. I'm Johnny Badass. And that's what happened. Yeah. And he went down there and he was trying to help, yes. And God bless him for that. Mm-hmm. And he was trying to do the right thing, what he thought. And he ended up getting into this whole mess. I absolutely think he should have been found not guilty. Right. Correct. And I absolutely feel that the right decision was made. My whole problem with this whole thing is 
He shouldn't have had his ass down there in the first place. Right. I'm sorry, but he shouldn't have been down there. I absolutely agree, but none of them should have been down there. Right. Totally the agree. protesters either. Yep. Okay, so I, I, I'm not saying he did the right thing by going down there in any way, shape, or form. However, he had every legal right to be there. Sure did. As, as everyone much as else the mob did. did. Yeah, sir. Just as much as the protesters okay. did. Yep. And you know, but there ain't no seventeen-year-old kid should have been down there strapped with a friggin' AR-15. I agree. Asinine, ridiculous. He's right. not mature enough to to handle any situations that may come up. He's not mature enough physically, you know, from looking at him to handle situations that may come up. I, I just don't think that he should have been down there. Period. But he was. Mm-hmm. They attacked his ass. And pow, 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 he shot him. See you later. Have a nice day. Well, and, and you know, that sorry. does go. I know you're saying he wasn't old enough to handle himself and all that. And he probably wasn't. But he actually fired his weapon four times at Rosenbaum, once at Huber, and once at Grosskreutz. Mm-hmm. Okay. He didn't miss one shot. Yeah, well, they almost got that point. Well, I, I, I understand. Jesus Christ. Yeah. But, yeah. <laughs> that's real hard. No, no, I get that. But there wasn't any, as they say, collateral damage. Mm-hmm. No. It's kind of hard to miss when they're four feet from you, three feet from you with a rifle. You couldn't even miss when they're that close. And you shoot like hell. <laughs> um, let's see. Trey says if they, they say the police officer hitting someone in the head, is considered deadly force, then they can't change it in the written ho- written houses case. Absolutely, That's a really good point. We're not allowed to use our ass. We weren't allowed to use our ass and strike someone in the head yeah. unless we were justified to use deadly force. Yeah. Well, goddamn skateboard is a hell of a lot heavier than a freaking little skinny little freaking ass. Right. And you take a skateboard with a steel truck on it and whack somebody in the head, you're going to kill them. Yeah. You know. Um. So. My my take on the whole thing is it's it's a damn tragedy that the whole event started, you know, and everybody was down there rebel rousing, doing whatever they were doing, um, over a case that, if you ask me, the original case uh, was justified anyway. Correct. Mm-hmm. The guy had a knife. Yep. And they freaking shot and killed him. Yeah. Sorry, don't bring a knife to a gunfight. I'm, they were, I'm they sorry. Were, they were eventually cleared. Yes. And they were cleared. Yes. And, but, you know, they're down there because it's a black and white thing. So they're down there raising hell, saying it's just another, you know, white cop shooting a black guy. Mm-hmm. No, it's another black guy pulling a knife on a freaking police, and he got shot and killed. Sorry, that's just the way it is. It would have happened if he was white, brown, purple, yellow, green. It doesn't Male, matter. Female. Right. Male, female. It doesn't matter. You pull a knife on a cop, and you're close enough, you're going to get killed. And you know they're all down there raising hell, and and you know, and then now now they're saying now they're raising hell because these three white guys got shot and two of them got killed. Mm-hmm. I, I heard the one guy on there today. I forget his name now. He was down there raising hell. Oh, this is a miscarriage of justice. It's a travesty. And I, well, then don't come down here freaking raising hell and causing all this stink until you know the facts. You know where they should take their lead from. All the parents going to school board meetings. They're affecting change. Well, you know what pisses me off is they go down here before they know any of the facts and they raise hell. And I'm talking about whites, blacks, Hispanics, whoever. They go down here raising hell and and causing a big stink before they know any of the damn facts. Mm -hmm. None of the facts at all. Almost every fact other than 
Except Kyle, for one shot one. That, that's all I know. Other than the fact that Kyle Rittenhouse shot these three people, I think the press got everything wrong. Right. Yeah. And that and that's exactly. And I was watching um, what was the headline news, and they had a bunch of conservatives on there. You could tell, but they were talking about it. And then I switched over to Fox, but because I'm a conservative, and and Fox was just eating the other media up, saying they blew this damn thing completely out of. Completely out of proportion, right. and a lot of it were lies and freaking misnomers that were said about this kid. The our own president freaking said he's a white supremacist, and, and the problem is now. I mean, I'm sorry. Oh no, it's okay. Go ahead. Now this case, now now the facts are out there, and they're still lying about it. I know. Yeah, to cover their own ass. Yeah, yeah. but to cover their something ass. Proof, they they still say he's not from there. He doesn't live there. Yeah. Which is, what, 17 miles away? He lives in Kenosha with his father sometimes. Yeah. But even still, like, that was the point was made. But it's only 17 people, miles away. Right. Yeah. Farther than that to go to work right. every day. So it's not like yeah. he drove, they say state, line, state lines in the beginning. He right. drove across state lines. It's not right. like he drove five yeah. hours. Right. It's crazy. Yeah. It's crazy. No, it, yeah, it is. So you have any final comments? The big thing about this case, for me, this was, I, I normally don't follow a lot of these, but this one, to me, mattered more because there's a lot of nuance. You talk about how the media just wanted to dumb things down to, oh, this kid showed up and he shot these poor protesters, mm-hmm. whatever. No, there's a lot of nuance in this. And this separates this from other cases. And when you know all the facts, one, I can't, I can't understand how you could be anti-Kyle Rittenhouse in this whole situation, really, if you know the facts as they really are. And, but also this showed something, that a jury of independent people took four days to make sure they went over everything and still ultimately said, no, we're not going to allow the mob to, to dictate yeah. to dictate what goes on here. Absolutely. What, what, what I think, if, if this kid would have been a business owner or his family owned a business or something like that, and the crap started happening and he came out in front of the business with his rifle and then all this crap happened. Mm-hmm. I don't think you would have had half of the media hype that right. you had on this. You you may have. You would have. Oh, I don't think as nearly as much. That's my opinion. They would have had different lies. But you would have. But him coming down there from out of town or from wherever, and him showing up and walking up and down the street and you know bullying up, buddying up with all these guys with the other you know MP5s and or AKs or whatever the hell they had um, AR-15s. It just looked bad. Right. You know, what happened? Hey, I again, I'll say it again. He was completely within his rights. But the whole narrative, the way it started and the way he was walking down the street, you know, and then this guy started chasing him, it just looked bad. Mm-hmm. Doesn't make it illegal. Doesn't make him wrong. Doesn't make anything that he did wrong. Right. It just looks bad. And that's why John Q. Citizen, who sits home, who's never owned a gun, who's never been any in any kind of confrontation or anything else, sees this 17-year-old kid strolling down the street with an AR-15 strapped on his chest. It's like, that kid was looking for trouble. Right. And that's what it looks like. Was it? Yeah, maybe. Who knows? Clear. But that's what it looks like. Was he looking for trouble you know? or was he just prepared for trouble? I think he was looking for it and he was prepared for it. That's my opinion. So there's a there's a YouTube there's a guy he's a psychologist on YouTube and I think it's Andrew Grande, Doctor Grande, and he gives really good clinical assessments of different situations and he went into this and basically he painted it perfectly, very independent. And he said, look, there's no 100 percent perfect person in this whole situation. No, like you right. said, it's it's a it's a bad situation yes. all around. But ultimately, what 
what happened today, I think, is the way it should have. It Absolutely, been. he protected his own life. Yeah, I, I agree. When it when it came down to it, the kid's life was in danger, and that's all that matters is his life was in danger when he fired that weapon, right. and therefore he was justified, and he was found not guilty. Right, should have been. Absolutely should have been. And I'm going to make one comment about the court system and or the process that went through, where I think he was. Kyle Rittenhouse was given a lot of bad breaks, but I honestly think that the way it all ended up is the best thing that could have happened for this country in the fact that did the prosecutor rush to judgment? Well, damn, they filed charges on him two days before or two days after the incident. They hadn't interviewed anyone. They had no physical evidence other than his admission that he shot people, but he said he was or actually... He turned himself in and said he shot him, shot people, and did not, and then did not give a statement. Okay, so he didn't explain what happened, but he said he shot these three people. They filed charges. Certainly a rush to judgment because based on the way the case went for the prosecution, they never should have brought the case. Yep. However, they did bring the case. Sounds of a bar. <laughs> yeah, baby. <laughs> okay, so, so you got that. So bad, bad filing the charges, but they did. But now it went in front of a jury. Okay? So it goes in front of the jury. And they had the trial. Several mistakes were made. A lot of people said that the judge was unfair for for this and that. There were several issues with the prosecutor's office and how they handled it. And a lot of people said that they should have uh, had a mistrial, numerous mistrials. And the judge said, I don't have to give that decision at any point. I can do that at any time, even after the jury comes back with a verdict. I thought it was pretty cool that he was holding his decision on mistrial until after the verdict came up. That has been a big topic of of uh, discussion on the news and everything else. It, it is, but the best thing happened because had Judge Schroeder, you know, given a mistrial, granted the mistrial motion, then we all would have been, oh, the judge is, you know. And he would have been found guilty if it wasn't for that. And, yeah, I'm glad he didn't. So the state attorney shouldn't have filed charges, but did. The judge should have granted a mistrial, but didn't. But the jury, who is the the bedrock of our criminal justice system, is the one who said Kyle Rittenhouse was not guilty. And the fact they took as long as they did. Yes. All right, I just put on the screen, because I just have to laugh. I have to laugh at the attorney that was holding the AR-15 in the trial. And he's holding it, and he's got his finger in the trigger guard, on the trigger, and he's holding it like he's getting ready to fire it. I mean, it's just... And you do realize it's pointed at the jury. Yeah, with the bolt forward. At the jury, with the bolt forward and everything else. I mean, this guy, who who hired this guy? (laughs) You know, this prosecutor. Jesus, man. I mean, what the hell? But, hey, whatever. Um, I guess it's good for Rittenhouse that he was a boob because uh, (laughs) he got got cleared. So, So. any final thoughts there, Junie? No, that's that's about all I got. Junie, we really appreciate you coming. Um, Junie's going to fill in on our next show because Camille's still going to be out. So, you know, he's out there camping. He's probably going to eat up by mosquitoes because it's not that cold like I think he thought it was going to be. But, Camille, we love you. We miss you, buddy. We appreciate JT being in here with us. And um, 
I don't have anything else, guys. Uh, make sure you like and subscribe. If you're watching this on YouTube, please click the like down below and the subscribe button. We really appreciate it. That helps us out quite a bit. And it's Surviving the Badge on YouTube. We're also on Apple Podcast, um, Spotify, and Anchor. Um, huh? Anchor. Yeah, through Anchor and uh, Facebook, of course, where we're at now. But uh, we really appreciate any support. We're on Twitter support. now. We're on Twitter now. Instagram, is that what it is? Yeah, Instagram. Camille does the Instagram. John does the Twitter. And I do all the other garbage. So um, please check us out in one of those venues. We really appreciate it. And you guys have a great evening. And don't forget. Don't forget. We, we still, still got, got your six. six. Absolutely. Salute. Thank mm -hmm. you.